the Cardinals didn't just let another stud minor league outfielder walk away, did they? Coming up on B-Shafe Daily. What's going on, everybody, and welcome in to this edition of B-Shafe Daily. Brendan Schaefer here with you. It is Monday, January 29th, 2024. Long time no see, long time no hear from, but we're back here in the saddle getting ready for the calendar to turn to the month of February and for hopefully some Cardinals news to come with more frequency as it's been kind of quiet recently in the way of Cardinals news in the aftermath of the Matt Carpenter signing that we've talked about on the YouTube channel and on B-Shape Daily a little bit. Not a lot going on, but there is some news on Monday that we can break down rather quickly. This won't be a full-length episode of B-Shape Daily because I don't have a ton of time as I record this before my KTGR radio show, The Big Show, which you can listen to on KTGR.com every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. as we break down all things Cardinals, Mizzou, and a lot of Kansas City Chiefs talk in there as well, being that the show is in mid-Missouri and a lot of people on Twitter have been very angry about the fact that I talk about the Chiefs, but that is just the way life is. So if you hate that, I'm sorry, but that's not going to change anytime soon. Nevertheless, quick update on Moises Gomez. As the Cardinals have designated the slugging AAA outfielder for assignment after two consecutive seasons of 30-plus home runs in the minor league system for the Cardinals, Moises Gomez may no longer be in the minor league system for the Cardinals. That's because the Cardinals have designated Moises Gomez for assignment as of Monday and brought in Alfonso Rivas from the Angels, I think is where they claimed him from, although he spent last season between Pittsburgh and San Diego picking up some big league opportunities in both of those spots. We'll talk a little bit about Rivas, but I want to spend more time talking about Moises Gomez because that's a name that I feel like a lot of Cardinals fans are at least somewhat familiar with after what he did in 2022, leading the minor leagues in home runs. He started that 2022 season with A Springfield. He hit 23 home runs in like 60 games and earned himself a promotion to AAA where he continued to hit home runs. Another 16 home runs the rest of the way, 39 homers for the season back in 2022, and he finished with a combined OPS between AA and AAA of nearly 1,000. I think it was like 996 or something like that. And with Memphis, not quite as robust, but still had like an 880 OPS for the Memphis Redbirds in 2022. So pretty good. And a lot of Cardinals fans thought, okay, maybe 2023, maybe he would get an opportunity. And that never really seemed to be in the cards. The writing was on the wall with the way that the Cardinals handled Moises Gomez, not only in 2022, where he didn't get a call-up toward the end of that season. And back then, you had maybe some other options like Juan Yepes, different ways the Cardinals were trying to prioritize the roster at the time. But in 2023, when the Cardinals were in the midst of losing 91 games, and you had guys like Michael Ciani and Taylor Motter and Yunel Caracudo and Irving Lopez littering the lineup card, especially toward the end of the season when they had basically mailed it in. Anybody who had a hangnail was on the injured list for the rest of the year, and they were just trying to get through the rest of the season. They never did give Moses Gomez an opportunity even during that season. So if that doesn't tell you how the Cardinals viewed him internally, I don't know what will. And if you're a Cardinals fan and you're upset about this move today, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with you going, oh man, is this, you know, is this the next iteration of Randy Rosarena or you know, Adalis Garcia, whatever. Like this situation to me, a lot more similar to what I remember Adalis Garcia being and, and how the Cardinals viewed him at the time. Because yes, while he did get a cup of coffee, he did get an opportunity very briefly for the Cardinals. And I want to say it was 2018. I'm not going to go back and look, but a uh, number of years ago, 
Moises Gomez never did get that opportunity. Adolis Garcia, much more athletic and adept as a defender in the outfield. Um, all the reports on Moises Gomez are that he's not a good fielder, but athletic guy, slugging player, certainly with power to burn, and he burned it in AAA and in AA for the Cardinals the last couple of seasons, and now he's designated for assignment. And so it, when I say he's maybe out of the organization, what will determine that is whether he is claimed on waivers over the next couple of days. Again, the Cardinals claiming Alfonso Rivas is what sets this into motion. They need to clear a 40-man roster spot in order to keep Moises Gomez in the organization. If there's even any interest in doing so, the Cardinals would need uh, to pass him through waivers. So that's what they're doing by designating him for assignment. We'll see if he's claimed. We'll see then if he goes unclaimed. Like if he's claimed, he goes to that team. If he's unclaimed, it'll be interesting to see whether the Cardinals retain him just as a, a minor league player who is not on the 40-man roster. And there are some decisions that go into that as well. Um, I don't know about minor league service time as to whether Moises Gomez could outright reject that or request his release. I'm sure that he could. Um, he's been around Major League Baseball, signed as an international free agent with the Rays as a teenager. So I assume that if if the relationship is over and if I'm Moises Gomez, I'm probably looking for somewhere else to go. Although, is anybody going to give me an opportunity? Like, those are the things that are going to be uh, determined. But, you know, had a 750 OPS in AAA this past year. So the numbers definitely did decline for Moises Gomez. And when you look at maybe where the Cardinals are heading, um, you, you look for a comparison. I've seen it said, and I forget who said this on Twitter, but I kind of agreed with it, that if you think about Moises Gomez, he's kind of like Tyler O'Neill with the raw power and ability, uh, but but probably more plate discipline issues and certainly not as adept of a defender, given that Tyler O'Neill has multiple gold gloves to his credit. But the Cardinals moving away from a guy like Tyler O'Neill uh, with holes in his swing, perhaps, and then the inconsistency of health as well. Um, I don't believe that was the case for Moises Gomez. He played in 131 games last year. Uh, hit 232 with a 293 on base and a 457 slug. It's good for a 750 OPS. He did hit 30 home runs for Memphis this past season, and he's been playing in the Venezuelan Winter League with a 730 OPS over there. But I, I think the Cardinals had just made the decision internally that they weren't in on Moises Gomez. And again, if you follow the breadcrumbs from 2023, that should maybe not come as a surprise to too many people given that there was certainly opportunity to be had at big league level, and the Cardinals did not bother for a guy that was already on the 40-man. It wouldn't have been difficult to find him. I'm even talking about like five to seven days of opportunity. The problem was, if you can think back toward the end of the season, the Cardinals were very much in the mode of like just trying to get through it, and Moises Gomez is not a guy that you would comfortably put into center field, and obviously at a certain point in time, Tommy Edmond was able to sort of shore that up um, Gomez played in four games, 38 total innings in center field last year for the Cardinals. He was primarily a right fielder for 71 games, left fielder for 27 games. Um, the, you know, you had Jordan Walker mostly in right field and the Cardinals were already sort of taking a beating and as terms of their defensive alignments, not really making perfect sense with the, the players that they had at their disposal. So I feel like Moises Gomez got blocked out as a result of declining numbers. They weren't too hot to trot about his strikeout rate anyway struck out 174 times in 2022, and that was when he was doing great. In this year, 180 strikeouts with a lower OPS, lower batting average, on-base slugging, etc. So he just sort of got lost in the shuffle, maybe intentionally, where they just didn't see a future from Moises Gomez. Again, whether that's uh, to draw a comparison to some of the, the past misses from Cardinal outfielders that go on to do great things elsewhere, I, I'm sure that's on the mind of some today, but again, I don't necessarily know that 
Moises Gomez has that type of upside. But at the time, people didn't really think Adolis Garcia had that type of upside. I know there are many who follow minor league baseball with the Cardinals who were probably upset when they did that. But also, I think it was one of those where we all saw the writing on the wall at the time and said, oh, yeah, the Cardinals have basically, for whatever reason, right or wrong, internally decided that Adolis Garcia is not going to get an opportunity here. He hit 118 in 17 plate appearances in 2018. And, you know, had the, the the falling around third base. I think that was him where he was pinch running late in the game as the Cardinals were trying to make the playoffs in 2018. So, like, even the folks that remembered Adolis Garcia at the time, and I know there will be someone that responds to this and says, no, I was really mad the day that they let him go, and that's probably fine. The Cardinals eventually really got nothing for him in sending him to the Texas Rangers for cash considerations. I can't recall if he was actually DFA'd before that. Uh, yeah, he was. I'm looking this up now. They DFA'd him and then ultimately traded Adolis Garcia to the Rangers for cash. And you could see a very similar thing potentially happening now with Moises Gomez. If anybody has interest in him, uh, remains to be seen. Like I said, I kind of expect Moises Gomez won't be in the organization next year, even if he clears waivers, just because maybe the Cardinals would look to go with, um, I don't know, somebody that they think could have upside still. Because clearly, if you were ever going to give him a chance, it would have happened over the last couple of years. And now they're looking at a 27-year-old uh, kind of first baseman slash outfielder type, which the Cardinals never have enough of those guys, right? So they get Alfonso Rivas, and that's the role that he's going to fill. We'll see if that's as somebody vying for a bench opportunity. That almost feels like Matt Carpenter insurance of like, if Matt Carpenter hits 111 in, you know, 33 plate appearances in April, you're like, okay, veteran leadership or not, we really can't justify this anymore. Then maybe a, a guy like Alfonso Rivas comes in, He'll be on the 40-man roster, and it'll be down at spring training, get an opportunity there. Um, by the way, I wanted to look up Adeles Garcia's numbers with the Cardinals in the minors to see if there were any comparisons to be drawn. And again, it's going to sound it's going to sound a certain type of way because we know how it turned out for Adeles Garcia, but this is exactly why I made the comment that it feels a lot like Adeles Garcia, at least in the way that it's happening now with Moises Gomez, because Cardinals give him a, a brief opportunity. Again, Gomez didn't get that in in uh, in in his career with the Cardinals. He, he's been here for two years, didn't get an opportunity. The Cardinals with Adalas Garcia gave him a little bit of time in 2018, and then he played a whole 2019 season, much like we saw from Moises Gomez this year after his big breakout year in the minors. He had another year this year, did Gomez, and he didn't get an opportunity at all in the big leagues during this 2023 campaign after which the Cardinals kind of let him go for nothing is what's happening here with Gomez. The numbers are really, it's really interesting to see from the comparison to Adolis Garcia, because if you look at OPS, it's eerily similar. Again, 882 is the OPS that we saw from Moses Gomez in 2022 and a total of like 996, if you count his double A numbers. Whereas I'm looking at Adolis Garcia right now, 817 was the OPS in 2017. In 2018, in the minors, which he spent most of the year there, was 781, so not all too dissimilar, and, like, stylistically very similar. A 281 on base and a 500 slug. Like, hits for a so-so average, doesn't take a ton of walks, and he mashes dingers. Adolis Garcia had 22 homers back in 2018 before the Cardinals gave him that cup of coffee. 2019, he hits 32 homers. So, in the case of Adolis Garcia, an even better year, the year following his call-up where he kind of was seen by the organization. Anytime you get called up, you're at least they're getting eyes on you. And then he had an even better season in terms of 32 home runs, 96 RBIs. He had 159 strikeouts 
in that 2019 season did Adalas Garcia, which is kind of the comparison I would draw to Moises Gomez, where the Cardinals said, oh, he strikes out a ton in the minors. If we were to give him opportunities in the big leagues, he's just going to strike out a ton, you know, and so we're, we're not really looking to do that. That's the comparison. 818 OPS for Adalas Garcia in 2019. Again, Moises dropped down to 750 this year, but I'm not going to say that's all too dissimilar because a 781 OPS was enough to give Adalas Garcia a crack at it back in 2018. Moises Gomez has flashed. Like for me, part of it would be too, and I'm going to kind of play both sides of this. Am I shocked the Cardinals are getting rid of Moises Gomez today? Not at all, because again, they didn't seem to want him when they had him and give him an opportunity. But that being said, like, could there be something in there for Moises Gomez? Absolutely. Guy hits 39 home runs and then 30 home runs in AAA the next year, even though there were clearly some holes in his swing to strike out as often as he did. But like it mirrors to some extent, maybe a more um, a more severe version of Adolis Garcia because the strikeouts higher than Adolis Garcia ever had. Um, the OPS, at least this year, lower. But at the same time, Moises Gomez produced in a way that Adolis never did in the minors. Again, he had an 882 OPS for about half a season with Memphis when we're talking about Moises Gomez in 2022 when he was the minor league home run king, hit 23 in Springfield, hit 16 in Memphis. That's 39 home runs at you know the, the highest two levels of the minors combined. Yes, he, his numbers took a little bit of a dip in Memphis when he got there, but still like maintained it and, and was pretty impressive with the numbers that he put up. Adolis Garcia by year, 817 OPS, 781, 818 in terms of his three minor league seasons with the Cardinals. It was not... It was never anything close to what Moises Gomez did at his minor league peak. So is it to say that it's impossible that you could see Moises Gomez catch on with a big league team and hit 30 home runs as a big leaguer with Odalis Garcia-type numbers? I don't think that's impossible. I really don't. You look at what Odalis has done in the big leagues, 21, 22, and 23. Those have been the, the three years he's been a full-time player. 31 homers, 27 homers, 39 homers. Big leap forward this year for Odalis. But OPS, 741, 756, 836. And he did that as a 30-year-old. The age is even the exact same as Moises Gomez. 25 years old. uh, Well, I I should say 26 years old, actually. So the Cardinals are giving up on Moises Gomez a year earlier than they gave up on Adalas Garcia. Um, I I don't think Moises Gomez, and and I can't say this as like I've been watching a bunch of Moises Gomez highlight film defensively, but from from everything that we hear, he's not a plus defender at all and would be kind of a, a tough guy to hide in the outfield, especially with where the Cardinals are at, knowing that Jordan Walker, working on becoming a better outfielder defensively. Um, Alec Burleson is around. Lars Newpar was playing center field last year. Like, they couldn't figure out center. As I've described on B-Shaped Daily, I think the Cardinals better defensively this year in the outfield if Lars plays left, and if it's Tommy in center, or Dylan Carlson even in center field, if, if either of those can justify offensively taking up that type of time in center field. I think defensively, you're a better team. They're just really, the Cardinals, with who they've committed to defensively, namely Jordan Walker, and Jordan Walker's got much higher upside offensively. Nobody would argue against this, but that's why I think I see just no room for the squeeze on Moises Gomez. They never saw a future there, and so it's almost like the the conspiracy, if you wanted to have the tinfoil hat, where the Cardinals like, we know what would happen, the public outcry, if we brought up Moises Gomez, he was good, and then we had nowhere to play him. You know, we're just going to we're going to take this on the chin even more if eventually we have to get rid of him as it always seemed was destiny this offseason. So that's kind of the tinfoil hat. It's like did the Cardinals never give him an opportunity because they you're almost afraid if it goes right that it's like, all right, what do we do from two weeks of the guy hitting five homers? Are we going to reorganize our entire plan for 2024 around that or 
Are we just going to kind of stick to our guns? Because then if we go in on a guy that was just a flash in the pan, suddenly that comes back and looks kind of silly in the aftermath. It's like a lot of different ways that the Cardinals could have been thinking about this. But honestly, if you're asking for my take on how the Cardinals thought about it, I just think they didn't think he's got the goods. I don't think that they thought Moises Gomez. Do I think Moises Gomez has it? I don't know. Did I think Adalas Garcia was a surefire future all-star in World Series, you know, contributor back in 2018 or whenever it was, 2019? No. I You know, ALCS MVP, did I see that coming for Adalas Garcia? Probably not. You know, it was a little bit more maybe clear that a Rosarena might have that kind of upside because he was consistently just mashing in the minors. Adalas Garcia's path was a little bit more Moises gomez and does that mean Moises Gomez can then go make something of himself elsewhere? I mean, we're going to find out. But it's very interesting that it, it, he had this age 25 season where he still hit 30 home runs. Sure, he's got some holes, but, like, there's some raw materials to work with there for Moises Gomez. It's just the part of it that's interesting to me, and there will be people in the comments that say I'm not being hard enough on the Cardinals with my commentary. I'm sure there will be people that say I'm being too hard on the Cardinals because this isn't a big deal. Uh, the guy struck out 180 times with a 750 OPS. That just doesn't tend to translate. You know, there are going to be people on both sides of the fence. I've I've been doing this for long enough to know that there's no way to win with, with whatever commentary I bring to the table. But, like, I, I liken it to the Adolis Garcia situation because at the time, I think there were people that were kind of in that same boat where they said, man, it would have just been nice to see the guy get a chance and fail in a sample size at the big league level instead of playing guys like, you know, Yairo Munoz in the outfield like they did at the time and, uh, you know, different iterations over the years. Like Corey Dickerson was signed a couple of years ago. This was after Adelis was gone, but like they, they go for these guys that you don't feel like have upside and you do kind of know what they are at the big league level rather than, Hey, let's take a, a dive into the unknown. And maybe you end up with a gold mine, but they looked at the guy's minor league numbers and they dismissed him. They dismissed Moises Gomez in the same way that they did Adelis Garcia. Does that mean the result is going to be the same? It, it certainly might not be. Adelis Garcia's story is, is an underdog story where he was able to uh, ascend to a, a level that I don't think people thought he was going to do, right? Even when Texas gave him a chance in 2021, he was an all-star that year, but he tailed off hard to the end of the season. He was very much average. His OPS plus was league average for Adolis Garcia in the first year as a full-time big leaguer in 2021. And he's doing that at age 28, right? And then 29, 30. He's made himself, last year, he had an 836 OPS. That's really good. He was a stud in the playoffs. We what's his full season going to be this year, right? Like he's the dude, the Cardinals were right about one thing. If they thought Adalis was going to strike out, he did 194, 183, 175 strikeouts for Adalis Garcia the last three years. However, he's like kind of honing in on that a little bit, but he's doing that at age 30, right? Moises Gomez, if he's not going to give up on baseball, has got a lot of time before he's age 30. And if he can make similar adjustments, who knows? But is it something that we expect to happen just because Adalas Garcia did it. No, the parallels though, eerily similar at this point in time for Moises, where he goes from here in the next four years, I think make a lot of difference because even Adalas Garcia didn't really break out until he was 28 years old. What do you think Cardinals fans about the news that Moises Gomez has been designated for assignment by the Cardinals? Uh, a guy that I think a lot of people had some hope for at one point in time, the Cardinals, I don't know if they were ever really among that. And it's just interesting. I mean, they brought him in, brought him in from Tampa, right? He was a minor league free agent. The, the Rays maybe didn't see anything in him. And then he he kind of broke out with the Cardinals and had was doing some really interesting things. 
the Cardinals didn't think it was interesting enough to give him a shot, um, whatever the reasons might be for that. Moises Gomez designated for assignment, and now we'll see if he ends up catching on anywhere else. I just I do really think it's interesting. It feels a lot like the Adolfo Garcia thing without me predicting that that's what's going to happen for Gomez. Um, you could look at a guy and say, well, in the minors, he was a 750 OPS, so he, you know, he won't be able to translate that to the big leagues without taking a, a dive off of his numbers. But like Adolis Garcia has basically turned himself into the guy that his numbers in the minors, which was like oh, 780 OPS, 800 OPS, good for the minors. If you did it in the big leagues, it would be really productive, but nobody expects you to not have a drop-off. And Adolis Garcia, it took some time, but he basically has mirrored his minor league numbers by OPSing around 800 as a big leaguer and hitting a bunch of home runs. Moises Gomez... Probably would strike out 200 times if somebody gave him 600 plate appearances in the big leagues, but he might also hit 25 or 30 home runs. How valuable is that? It maybe depends on where he goes and how he's used. Um, you typically, if he's a bad defender, don't want to devote a DH spot every day to a guy who's got maybe not that level of upside. But again, would anybody be shocked if he went out and hit 35 home runs? Somebody's going to find some use for that. So I do think he'll get claimed. Even if he doesn't get claimed, he may move on from here because it should be clear to him at this point that the Cardinals don't see a future opportunity for him. And the other point that I was going to make is after your incredible breakout season, 2022, you're probably thinking toward the end of that year, maybe they'll see a spot for me and I'll get a chance here. You know, he gets on the 40 man roster, but never gets the call up. I wonder how much that might've weighed psychologically on his performance in 2023 when he still hit 30 bombs, but you're striking out a bunch. You might like, you say, hey, as somebody who's trying to make it in the big leagues, you have to just be locked in at every moment. But that's a grind. A minor league season is a grind. And so does maybe his performance suffer? And it's almost an attitude by the organization of you have got to jump through all these hoops and prove yourself, even if you've already proved yourself before, before we'll even think about giving you an opportunity. That might be a hard environment to to keep the faith in if you're Moises Gomez. Could be a prime change of scenery type of candidate. I think he benefited from the change of scenery from Tampa to St. Louis organization a couple of years ago because he really picked it up in the minors at that point in time. But maybe another change of scenery will allow him to make that next leap. Um, I'd be rooting for it. I'd I'd root to see him get an opportunity and and make the most of it. Just doesn't seem like it's going to come in St. Louis at this point, uh, especially if another team claims him on waivers. That'll be the end of that. So having kind of broken it down this way, again, what side of the fence do I come down on? Not surprised it happened. Could I see a world in which Boises Gomez thrives? Sure. Could I also see a world in which he kind of topped out in 2022 and is just not really going to ever be able to reach that level of peak performance again without, you know, really adjusting and, and doing a lot of the things that Adolis Garcia had to have done to get to where he is now? Yeah, I could also see that, and I could see that maybe if he's not a good defender, he won't get as many opportunities because Garcia has turned himself into a really nice defender, a gold glove winner as well. So those are kind of the the, the areas that I look at with this deal. Uh, I mentioned Afonso Rivas is, of course, the guy that the Cardinals bring in as a result. Uh, you know, I, I focus more on on Gomez going out, but they bring Alfonso Rivas in. He's a left-handed bat, 27 years old, um, got a decent amount of big league time last year, 123 plate appearances in 48 games between San Diego and Pittsburgh, uh, hit 229 on base around 300, so it takes a fair amount of walks, um, although I guess it was just nine walks. But over the course of 123 plate appearances, that'll give you a nice boost to your OBP. He slugged a little with a 422 slug. It's a 725 OPS. He's a lifetime 673 OPS in the big leagues in about 450 plate appearances. Doesn't seem like there's a lot of juice there necessarily, at least um, on the surface, but 
if you have a 725 OPS, you've at least kind of held your own at the big league level. Um, strikes out a ton, though. I mean, struck out 36 times in 123 plate appearances. Um, that's, I mean, that's got to be close to 30%. So, you know, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what the Cardinals are looking for here. Uh, you could speculate. Does it mean they're really going to try to trade Alec Burleson? I, the way I look at it is Burleson is not a guy that you push to try to trade. He's a guy that you do trade, though, if the right offer in terms of pitching or another need comes back to you because he's controllable, left-handed hitter. There could be a team that would want to pay for that, but you're not like trying to push him off this roster. But could it be a contingency to have a guy like Rivas around who does some of the same things that Burleson is designed to do? I could see a world in which that makes some sense. Um, but again, I'm not trading Burleson unless I'm getting a good pitcher that I can use in 2024 from the Cardinals. Even if it's a guy that doesn't have as much control, in a starter, reliever, swingman, if it's a guy that you think can help you, I do think there's a world in which re redundancy comes into play for Burleson's role. But at the same time, you don't want to just kind of spin on the left-handed bat that could turn into a solid power bat. It is certainly already a good contact bat. If you look at the underlying numbers for what Burleson has done, it wasn't great last year in terms of the, the results. But I think the underlying numbers appreciated him a little bit more and would say that he hit into some bad luck. And you can remember some of the hits that he had, home runs taken away and things like that. Um, he, he did have some poor luck last year. I'm not exactly sure that this Rivas deal means anything for him. I said at the time that Carpenter being uh, signed by the Cardinals did not mean the end of Alec Burleson. Uh, but Rivas, it's interesting because, again, he is listed first base slash outfield and could conceivably fill a similar role to what Burleson does. Would he be as good, high of upside? Who's to say? But uh, this is a guy that maybe the Cardinals will give an opportunity to, whereas they just were not destined to do so with Moises Gomez for right or wrong. Let me know what you think about the move. Let me know if you uh, regret seeing the Cardinals give up on Moises Gomez before ever really giving him an opportunity, or if this is one where you look at Moises Gomez and say, ah, the underlying numbers, I, I just don't think he's going to be able to make the leap to Major League Baseball. Let me know in the YouTube comments section below. Make sure you hit subscribe on the YouTube channel and follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to the B-Shave Daily Podcast, which will be hot and heavy uh, in just a couple of weeks. I would, like two weeks from today, I will be driving down to Jupiter, Florida. And so for people who are saying, Brendan's been lazy as hell in January, hasn't done as many podcasts. I haven't, there hasn't been as much to really talk about necessarily. And that is going to change all in a couple of weeks. So, uh, stay tuned. We'll, we'll still try to do some more regular videos like this one, just 20, 25 minutes even to, to touch on the topics of the day. But certainly when we get down to Jupiter, Florida, um, there'll be new stuff to talk about. And I can't wait for that. So thank you guys for listening as always. And we will talk to you next time on Be Shave Daily. Peace.